Welcome back to another exciting episode of Long Witch Beal, episode 36, coming at you, as always, DLR here. What up, Mike G here? That's right, everybody. So, uh, just to kind of kick things off, we're going to um, recap uh, last week's fight card, and then we're going to dive right into uh, today's topic, which we have a couple of cool ones for you. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be mainly focused around the whole... Um, uh, the the NFL uh, kneeling situation and yeah. and the fact that uh, uh, the the NFL owners have now come out and said uh, they're they're holding a vote this coming up week to mm-hmm. uh, enlist a rule uh, saying that if you're on their team or part of their yeah. part of their brand then you abs- then it's a rule that you have to stand for the anthem exactly uh, so it's, it's it's a big a big thing that's going on right now i i mean not, not to topic. dive yeah it definitely hot topic uh not to dive too far into it but am i wrong uh to say that a lot of that started with trump kind of saying that these athletes should be fired and about how these um these nfl corporations should be um like the tax breaks that they're receiving should be taken away right so it kind of seems like he's well, attacking their pockets a little bit in order to really make this so initially, a, a thing. initially, Trump said uh, in the beginning of the season uh, the when it became a thing fired, right, or something like that. that son of a bitch or those sons of bitches should be fired and this and that, uh, which was just kind of more of like stating his opinion. Then it became popular in the news and in the media again. It became this like hotbed of a subject that flared back up. And uh, so then I think once egos got involved, now Trump's come out and said uh, in week four or five saying, oh... Uh, why are why are we as a country giving the NFL all these tax breaks when uh, these sons of bitches won't even stand and respect the flag? His words, not mine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So then, uh, since since that threat of of trying to do uh, change the tax laws, uh, since that, then the NFL owners have now kind of come together and said, "All right, this is they're they're threatening our money, and this is going just a hair too far." And uh, they they're now trying to legislate or to try legislation. Uh, to change change the rules to uh, basically to stop this controversy. So I mean, I, I think uh, the NFL's ratings are taking a massive hit to this, and when you're threatening their wallets, left you know via ratings and via directly via taxes. I mean, they something was going to give. You Something's know? definitely going to give. And again, like let's not dive too far into it because we definitely have a couple other things to uh, to discuss, but. Listeners, that's going to be the majority of today's topic. Um, definitely stay tuned. I mean, don't don't leave. I mean, it's going to be some good shit I'm going to be talking about here. Excuse me, guys. I'm actually doing a couple of videos for social media right now. So I wasn't 100% focused on... Um, <laughs> I was in auto... Well, Derek, I was, Derek saying, was in autopilot right I there. I was. I was just making sure that I got a, I got the, uh, the snap uh, videos that I needed. Anyways, yeah. So crazy shit going on, man. Um... Yeah, for sure. So d- just to kind of get started, um, uh, UFC 216, right? Was, yeah, yeah. 216. Uh, uh, Demetrius some... Johnson, man, extended the uh, the title defenses to 11. He's now broken Anderson Silva's record for the most consecutive title defenses in UFC history. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to get broken. Uh, jo- jo- Joanna might have a shot at it. She's got a pretty active streak. but uh, Yeah, I mean, what is it, like six or something? Six like or seven, some in that range. She, okay. she, she has a path to victory, to success. Yeah. In that range, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, but I, I do see at some point in one of these outskirt divisions that there, or somebody could just be that dominant yeah. again to where nobody has an answer for them. Uh, but uh, yeah, 
I mean, well, record, records are made to be broken. That's yeah, why, like, even the craziest records mm-hmm. that people have never thought would be broken have been, you know, That's at least true. at least threatened. So That's very true. But, uh, I mean, that also goes to say that Demetrius Johnson isn't necessarily done yet. Like, oh, I'm right. Sure. Right. I, I can see, just based off the lineup of uh, opponents that he's already beaten, he's cleared out the cleared, division. Dude, he's cleaned out that. Exactly. He, it's, they're all gone. They're all, they've all... Fought Demetrius Johnson, um, some of those more than once. Yeah, and uh, he's come out on top. So just based off of that, I can see easily see Demetrius going to twelve consecutive title yeah. defenses. Shout out to uh, Ray Borg too. Uh, he actually as my first time watching him uh, fight live and everything, and he he had heart, man. The guy he got never, a scrappy. He didn't quit, man. He didn't quit not once. He definitely did. I think he. Uh, I see him as like so, like the uh, the vice president of that division, so to I speak. Like I, I definitely see uh, future fights him being very dominant. And then he, if there ever comes a day that Demetrius leaves that division, I think it's his division. Uh, so I, I see him as the future. If uh, uh, yeah, uh, DJ ever actually leaves, yeah. and he's uh, what what is he? He's only twenty four five Borg like yeah. yeah he's I want to say 24 yeah Borg is only he's still he's really young he's man. Young. so he's a hundred percent the future of the division that's to say that he doesn't get injured or um, right I don't know he stays stays focused I'm sure he will I think that fight helps him long term for for that that measuring stick you know going that oh man he that was a that was a crazy fight if you didn't watch the fight uh fans the uh the way that it was ended was one of the probably would you say the most spectacular submission in ufc history Uh, it's gonna go down as one of the greatest submissions for sure uh listeners just to kind of give you an idea uh mighty mouse um suplexed ray borg but as in the middle of the transition of the actual suplex he swooshed that into an arm bar and submitted Ray Borg, and that's something that I've never seen. I've never seen anything like that. I've never it. seen anything like that. While he was in midair, the guy's fuck, man. The guy was like on, like back, back to the back to the canvas, arms out, getting ready to brace for impact. And while his left arm was out, uh, Demetrius Johnson seemingly like jumped on top of that, grabbed the arm, and while while they and landed in an arm bar. Yeah, like it was crazy. Like it was. To me, the most like, like more athletic, spectacular finishes I've ever seen. I've uh, for sure. You and me both. I've like, like I said, I've never seen anything like that. And the fact that not only did um, Demetrius Johnson pull it off, but he pulled it off under the circumstances of his eleventh title defense. You to, know, making history, kind of a thing. Like, to seal the deal, yeah. Yeah, like that was like the it's just the ultimate slam dunk <laughs> to something that may or may not ever be broken in our. Lifetime. Yeah, I, I mean, UFC president Dana White says uh, that he is officially the pound-for-pound pound greatest of all time. Oh, for sure, easily. I mean, especially in the UFC. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think. He, I don't think Demetrius gets enough credit. I think a lot of that has to do with a personality thing. But I think a majority of that is that the average fans they they don't like. You have to be a true fan of the sport in order to like that division. Uh, the smaller fighters tend to not get paid attention to for whatever reason. Right. Everybody likes like a big, big guy, big right. cage fighter. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, you know, John Jones. With zero technical abilities, just yeah, bulldog and for forward. Sure. Is like... Or somebody like a Connor who isn't the biggest guy, but he's brass, he's, he's a personality, he knocks people out, so you still get that excitement. Right. But dude, Demetrius Johnson, man, like he's finishing people. He's knocked, that's the thing, is like, it's not he's just the knockouts, people, you know? You know, yeah. I, it's I, I, he's doing that. I think it's because of the size thing, I really do, but at the same time, 
based off of this last performance and just what what he did and how exciting it was, I think he's finally going to get that that recognition and that um, that um, that praise that he deserves. Yeah, I think this was the uh, the type of event uh, that that people were excited for. So it was a good chance for him to get showcased again because I, I think what they've been they've been trying to do is they've been trying to force him to be in the main event and the main draw, mm-hmm. and it's just not that. Like he's a I think a great co-main event, I, I, and I think that they've they've kind of found his place for for like he's a great co-main for the to to add ratings, but maybe not the the main draw. Like I still don't know if he's the main draw. No, I mean that's why he was the co-main to uh, co-main event to the Tony Ferguson Kevin right. Lee, which we have to kind of recap on that as well. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know if he ever will get those same numbers. But I I mean the fact that he's at least getting the recognition as the greatest of all time, and right. people are excited to see him, and they just but you I know the way he finished. I think in a couple of years he might be. I think he might be, and I yeah. think uh, say he he takes uh, takes on a, a T.J. Dillashaw. Uh, like I, I, I keep reverbing to the last podcast, but uh, I, I think that if he takes on a, a potential super fight uh, like that with another name, uh, I, I absolutely think that he has enough name recognition now uh, to make that sort of super fight a maybe a main event. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know, man. It's uh, we'll see. I, I think if he fights another name, though, I absolutely think that that'll be a main event, like a, a TJ Dillashaw. I think if that fight absolutely gets made, then that's a that's main event worthy, and I think that'll be a pay per view draw. I'd love to see that fight. So I mean, I, I really would, but I I like but to I, see Demetrius Johnson fight. Just I don't, period. I don't think I'm he's a fan of his. You know, I think if he stays in his division, then then he stays in that co main event type of area, unless somebody can come along and really, you know dominate some of these other guys that 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 he's fought already like say somebody comes in and fights borg in like a free fight card in a co-main event and they just wipe the floor with borg and they're undefeated as well and they you know what i'm saying like they do something spectacular as well like something somebody's got to do something over a long period of time in order for there to to be enough draw and enough momentum to make that division now a main event just i like to see that that'd be dope there's no there's no end like there's no antagonist, mm-hmm. or there's no protagonist. There's no conflict. I got you. It's just somebody so dominant that it's almost it's almost not main event worthy, in my yeah, opinion. I hear you. So. I hear you. You know, I, I just I don't know. This is kind of pertains to what we're saying. I um, even though it's not something that actually happened, um, I had a dream the other night that I was sitting back and watching uh, the rematch between Demetrius Johnson and Dominic Cruz. Oh, and because uh, they had fought before oh, at one thirty-five, fucking super fight. And, yeah, and so I woke up, and actually, just in my dream, it was crazy because Demetrius Johnson was definitely getting the better of Dominic Cruz in my dream. Yeah, but uh, when I woke up, I was just like, man, I actually would love to see that fucking fight. Like that'd be a lot of fun because uh, you know Dominic Cruz did a really good job and beat him up, and that's actually Demetrius Johnson's last loss, and that was right. I mean years ago now. Is maybe his only loss? I don't know if it's his only loss. I don't know loss. that either. I can't back that know. up with any sort of facts. Yeah, but either way, man, like I'd love to see that. That'd be a really cool thing to watch. Well, that's, and I think that kind of speaks to what we're saying is that Demetrius Johnson needs to challenge himself with maybe bigger mm-hmm. opponents. Like Maybe he, that'll help. And that, that will... Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else to prove in the, in the division that he's in. I, and I think... Uh, Probably yeah, that's that's probably part of part of why we're not as interested is that yeah. there's no challenge left for him, and it would take a long time to develop a challenge in that weight class. Yeah, maybe. So for sure, I think uh, I think he needs to go up. Yeah. 
we'll see the... what happens. I mean, dude, I I personally would like to see Demetrius Johnson go for like fifteen title defenses. Like, if you're gonna already set the bar, you might as well set it big. Yeah. But there's a side of me that would love to see those super fights. Right. And just to see him challenge himself yeah. because, like, going say he say he fights three more guys in his division. I don't. There's nobody to threaten him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the only thing that I might see is like maybe Borg again. Like he he seemed to be. I don't fucking know, man. There's no there. None of these guys. That's the thing is, it's not like he he could go twenty five and zero in, in that division. Twenty five mm-hmm. defenses if he really wanted to, but it wouldn't really. It's like it's like watching a, a grown man play football with high schoolers it's 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 like at that point i know it's they're the same age or whatever but it's yeah. like okay at a certain point you know in, in youth sports at least when third graders are just embarrassing uh, uh the rest of their classmates they put them up into the into a level where it'll be competitive for them because it's just it's not really i don't know i don't know man it's i, I think there's we want to see competition not I not love- just like, like I'm saying, I'd love to see a TJ Dillashaw or a Dominic Cruz or one of those guys go down and challenge him for at 125. But um, I would like to see Demetrius extend that record, you know. So whether yeah. it's a TJ Dillashaw going down and making the 125 pound limit to fight him for the title, or taking another rematch against like a Henry Cejudo or whatever the however you say his last name. Yeah, right. I don't know how to say his last name, but. I, I, I just want to see Demetrius Johnson extend that record because if there's ever a chance to really make it big, like really leave your mark, I think he's in that perfect position to do that. I mean, dude, like 11 title yeah. defenses, like you might as well go for, you know, 12, 13, 15, go as many as you can. Like, I don't want to see him leave that just because I want, I really don't think he's got that much time as far as being at the top physical peak of his, uh, of his you know, of his youth and conditioning sure. and everything else. I mean, what, he's like 32 or something like that? And why not set the bar as high as you can? Why not? You know, like, I would like to see that, but again, it doesn't matter. I definitely see that, and, and, not, and not hearing that, I I think uh, my my want to see him be relevant and to see a, a fight that's like something where I'm intrigued by it with TJ or somebody like that or even a Dominic Cruz or even a Cody Garbrandt or, or any of these guys uh, at the 135-pounder. Uh, yeah. Division, I think you're right. I think they got to come down to 125 to make the you know to try to end that I, I streak. So. You know, I think so. because say 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 Dom or uh, Demetrius goes up and he fights TJ Dillashaw right, and, and we all get what we want, and he challenges himself, and say he loses that fight, mm-hmm. he could still go down to the 125 pound division and keep extending that streak. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so there's no is he really challenging himself there, or is he just take he's just grabbing money? Like I think you're right. I think it has to be one of these guys coming down to the 125 pound division. I think really that's the him. that's the fight that needs yeah. to happen. We'll see what happens, man. I mean, the future will tell. I know he's taking the rest of the year off, and he deserves it. So, Dude, that's suplex. enjoy it, man. Enjoy Just let, it. let that let that suplex fucking uh, circulate around YouTube, man, and, and get some buzz about yourself. Because that shit was that shit should be it was dope. everywhere, viral. It was dope. Um, so just to kind of go over the, our, we covered three fights. Uh, Fabrice over Doom. Derek Lewis did not fight. Uh, Derek Lewis ended up straining his back, so he ended right. up having to pull out day of. Right. So Fabricio fought a another heavyweight that was on the card, and um, Fabricio made quick work. Bless you. Oh my sir. God! Sorry, listeners. Oh, you're uh, fine. 
Yeah, they, you're fine. Yeah, Fabrizio made really quick work of his um, of his last minute opponent. Forget the guy's forget name. Forget the guy's name. But he, fucking asshole. But either way, so it's not. I mean, they, they they showed that that fight just basically showed and reiterated that there are levels to this game. Yeah. And uh, this, you know, God God bless him for for joining the fight. But uh, he, he was no match for Verdum. Verdum took him out with less than two minutes. Yeah, it was armbar. Quick quick work submission arm. Yeah, armbar. Fucking. Yeah. The guy got up smiling, happy to be there, just hugging him, like, glad, yeah. happy to be there and in there with a legend, you know. Yeah. So, it wasn't, yeah. that was really uh, not even a real fight, so. Well, there you go. So, uh, Verdum, good for you, buddy. Good job. Uh, Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson, though, that was a good fight. That was a cool fight. That was a really good fight. Um, it was definitely, it was definitely everything I hoped for. I was bummed out that Kevin Lee went into it with staff infection. I know yeah. that affected his weight cut, so he seemed a little bit more depleted um, going into the fight. But I think the outcome would have been the same. Um, based off the last podcast, I did talk about how I thought Tony Ferguson was going to win in a, in the later rounds via stoppage, like a TKO or something like that. Right. Um, Which is good it, on you. Well, yeah, but like it ended in the third round. So oh, the staff infection, I think, definitely aided in the sense of you know Kevin Lee getting a little bit more tired quicker or sooner than I than I thought yeah. he was going to. And then on top of that. Um, uh, it was a submission win as well. So it was Tony Ferguson applying a, a triangle choke. Right. Kevin Lee just, you know. From the bottom, right? From the bottom. Yeah, yeah. he had him in his guard, uh-huh. right? I know it, some of these words. Hell yeah, dude. Kevin <laughs> Lee, he did a great job though, man. Like, he actually surprised me in the, in the first few rounds. Yeah. He was tagging him with some. He was tagging him, but. Some good fucking stuff. But stand-up. that El chin, man, uh, which is, I mean, yeah. Like the machismo. Is that's uh, which is why I don't. I, I like him almost. I, I really do. I like him against Connor uh, going forward. But I, I don't want to dive. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, but <laughs> yeah, why I said that was going to happen. He said. He said it. It's the part that has to happen. Was the uh, after he was re-questioned about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking speaking to your point about the Kevin Lee and the weight cut and everything. Uh, Dana White had some some comments uh, in the press conference. Uh, a very defensive comments too. They were talking about changing the divisions, and as your chance, uh, as your stance changed, about uh, having 155, 165, 175, mm-hmm. as opposed to the whole 155 to 170 jump. And uh, you know, with the Kevin Lee having, you know, saying that this weight cut nearly killed him, yada yada yada. So Dana White says, you know, actually we we offered Kevin Lee the ability to come down to our facility, do the weight cut the right way. He's, he refused our help uh, free and uh, said that he's got, he's a professional, he's, he's got his own system for weight cutting and that uh, he doesn't need them. So he said, you know, he can't make these guys, you know, do the right thing all the time and they want to do, mm-hmm. he wanted to do it on his own and it cost him. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but the, there's, I mean, the staff affection inside, uh, you know, I still think there was a subtle, subtle arrogance to Kevin Lee that might have might have cost him in this fight in terms of that weight cut. I can see that. I could definitely see that. Well, you know, at the end of the day, Kevin Lee is the one that has to wear that L. So he probably. I mean, who are we to say what he should have done? I I would like to see there be uh, a one sixty five pound division, a one seventy five pound division. I think that would just open up uh, the the doors for more fighters to come out and. Guys that aren't killing themselves to make 155 because they're too small for 170, but way too big for 155. Right. Kind of like a Kevin Lee. Uh, I, I think that would be a great thing, but 
shit, dude. Like, yeah, I, that, if Dana's saying that he offered all these services and all that shit, and like, I mean, he, he's I, saying, I don't know how truthful that the, is, but even if he offered, I mean, my stance on that is even if you offer those services, it doesn't make sense to have a 15 pound weight gap like that. It just doesn't. Why not? Why not open up like you said? Like, here's the thing: if you walk around at like 170 or 172 or 173. You're right in, in no, I mean, or even at 180, you know, or what, whatever it is. Like, you, you almost have to, you're pigeonholed into these certain weight classes. Like, I walk around at like 173. I, do I fight at 170 and try to stay strong and make the weight cut like nothing really and just do my walking around weight? Mm-hmm. But then somebody that's cutting weight from 185 come fight night is going to be have this huge size advantage. Yeah, that's true. So then that I'm almost. All the time. Exactly. So then I'd, I'd be forced. Uh, competitively uh, to try to get an edge I'd be forced to make that drastic cut down to 155 Mm -hmm. which there's no reason for somebody like me to be down at 155 it's just not healthy so it's just it's uh I I would love just hypothetically I'm not saying I I fight or anything but if if there was this 165 pound division that would be my that would be my ticket so Mm -hmm. but since there is no 165 pound division there's no real draw I mean, to, to try. You would have all these super fights too. I mean, you can have all these 155 pound champions going up to 165. Right. You know, 165 going to 170. You know, yeah. that whole thing. Or there's 75. A, there's a lot more of those than like two yeah. two belt winners and so, you know, there, there's a lot more super fights. I, I agree. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's, if it's Dana just like not wanting to be forced into this, you know, change or what. But uh, yeah, I don't I, get it. I don't know. I don't get why, it. Why not? Why not yeah. add a division? Yeah, but it was a good fight though. Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson. Damn, was it a good fight! It was a great fight. So, uh, I, like you said, not not to get ahead of ourselves, but it's looking like a Tony Ferguson versus Conor McGregor is going to end up being the next big draw. Yeah, probably at the end of the year card, kind of like before before New Year's kind of a thing. I can see that being. Yeah, a, that's what Conor. That Dana said Conor wants to fight this year, so yeah. maybe in December if uh, if Tony's Tony's up for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I'd even they they said that they offered uh, uh, Max Holloway uh, Connor at 155 to come up and, and challenge him for that belt uh, for the rematch. So I mean, those to me seem like the the only two options really that make sense. And uh, the only way that Connor can get around, I think, fighting Ferguson is if he takes on if it's like a timing thing, like say Tony's not ready mm-hmm. or unwilling to fight in December. Then it's like, oh well, I want to fight, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. fucking Tony's not Tony's not ready to come to the table. I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, that. that's his cop out. And kind of like so, Tyron Woodley did a Damian Maya. Very much, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and to say you want to fight me, you got to fight me up here with with you know this amount of time to prepare for me. Yeah. So if if Tony wants to take on Connor, he's gonna have to do it on short notice, you know, with with minimal time to prepare. I hear you. So that's, that's a possibility. We'll see what happens. I'd like to see a Ferguson versus McGregor more than uh, Max Holloway versus oh, Conor McGregor. Absolutely. Me too. I'd like to see Conor go down and challenge Max Holloway and win that belt back. And then kind of like, a, and, uh, and hey, I'm really, still the 155-pound champion. I just came back and retook my belt. Yeah. Now I'm going to go back up and beat Tony. Yeah. And, and you know, unify my belt. Like, and you know Conor doesn't think of himself as not the 145 yeah. champion. He just oh, goes, sure. I'm letting all those kids fucking play now that I conquered that division uh-huh. and took out the, the quote-unquote king. Now, yeah. you know, so if he goes down and, and, I mean, he really needs to defend both belts. So whichever one he decides to defend first, I mean, I'm, I'm really game for. Uh, 
I think the the sooner that he defends the 145 belt, the better, because I think the weight cut is an issue for him. Yeah. So I think the younger that he gets that out of the way, the better for him. Defend that 145er, uh, beat Max Holloway, who came and emerged as the next guy to come along. Defend it, beat him again. I'm not saying that that's the fight I want to see, but I see uh, strategy-wise for Connor's legacy. Go in, do that, finish that part of your of your yeah. life, and then just own the 155 pound division or yeah, try try to yeah that'd be sick yeah so that that's my there's some monsters at 155 man Connor, yeah. Connor's got his hands full you're gonna have to man yeah. but I mean really are there oh I, I like Ferguson Ferguson's I like, a, Ferguson's, I like, Ferguson's the boogeyman in that division scary, he sure. to me is the I mean mm. and Nate I Diaz Khabib Khabib's another one that's pretty I think scary Connor, I think Connor knocks him out I think so I think based on uh, sorry Trev uh, I think Connor I, I, based on uh, the fact that uh, of that Michael Johnson fight, that he was so susceptible to taking shots, and with Connor's power, I just think he's he's going to be able to keep his distance, and I, I, I think that left hand's going to find its home and and then make him go night night. But That's a crazy, uh, crazy fight, no matter how you I, cut that one. I think the way to beat Connor is with the chin, man, and mm-hmm. I and I think that Tony Ferguson has got that kind of crazy like fucking mentality where he's just going to keep coming forward, and he's got a he's got that chin that hasn't. If, if you're the kind of person that hasn't been knocked out before, that's the kind of uh, person that should fight Connor. Like, somebody that can take shots mm-hmm. and has been in wars. And, like, a Nate Diaz, that was the kryptonite. So, Okakui, I think, is a, that guy. Dude, I think he's a scarier uh, Nate Diaz. Like, a little bit more unorthodox and uh-huh. a little bit scarier. And I think he has more of an offensive-style ground game, too. Right. And he's always going for chokes and everything else. I mean, he went for a couple arm bars against Kevin Lee. Yeah. Didn't sink him in, but he was going for him. He kept... He kept Kevin Lee thinking. He kept him busy. Like kept, Brian, him, yeah. kept him busy. He kept him busy. All right. Keep him busy. He's just keeping him busy the whole time. He's going to be working. He's going to be... He kept him working. <laughs> and he finally sunk in that triangle choke. Dude, I... That's what I, he does. I didn't... The, the crazy part about that choke is I didn't feel like he was in all that much danger mm-hmm. until he was. Like, like it all seemed very... Like, there was no real panic in Kevin Lee at first. Yeah. Until it was in. And then it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was just... Uh, it, it just showed, I don't know, man. It just showed to me the skill of, of Tony. Like this guy is on top of me in my guard, and I'm I'm still like about to lock this shit in, and and yeah. the, the other guy could do nothing about it. It was it was at, at that level too. It was just very impressive. Um, yeah, I hear you. Craziness, man. Great fight, man. Great fight. So we'll see what the future unfolds in regards to the uh, Ferguson versus McGregor fight, but. Uh, Kevin Lee, he's another guy that I, I see him staying at 155 because they're not going to open up a 165-pound division. It doesn't seem like it. And I don't see him going up to 170. I just don't see that happening. And uh, I, I can see Kevin Lee really figuring a, a better strategy on how to make the weight. And we'll go oh, from there. I, I truly believe this isn't the last we've heard of Kevin Lee at he's all. Gonna, yeah, he's going to be at 155 uh, for a while. And super talented. The staff, I mean, there's, there's lots of reasons or excuses that we can make. I mean, I know that he lost the fight and everything, and he's got a, he's gonna have to climb back up the mountain. Yeah. But I, I think he'll do that uh, very much so, and uh, I believe that this is like it's not like he's going anywhere. It's not like this loss is gonna deter him, in my opinion. I think he's gonna. You could tell how much it meant to him when uh, they were about to do the decision, mm-hmm. and he, I, to me, I, I saw a fighter that realized uh, what he had just lost, and how disappointed he was in himself, and the and just a. I saw somebody that wanted that fight again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just I didn't see somebody that was quitting or giving up or dejected or anything. He just looked like an extremely disappointed fighter that was very aware of the opportunity that he had let go by. 
and I feel I felt bad for him in that sense. But uh, I, I, I think he I think he'll be back, man. I, I really do, man. I'm sure he will. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I mean, he'll figure it. Yeah, out. We'll and figure we'll, it out. Yeah. We'll figure this out together, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you up, buddy. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's I am gonna, gonna figure tag him. I'm gonna tag him yeah, on this right. podcast now. You should. I'm, we're, we're one one degree of separation away. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure he's gonna figure it out. I'm sure he's gonna come back stronger. I'd like to see him stay at 155 because I think there's some exciting matchups. I think there's some drama between uh, Khabib and Kevin Lee. I'd yeah. like to see that. Yeah, I think that'd be a good fight for him. It's like, a perfect fight. You know, it's a Khabib fight. coming back after whatever medical issue that he had he was dealing with. Yeah, Kevin Lee, same thing. You know, yeah. just lost to Tony Ferguson. They both have that common opponent that they were supposed to fight. Right. Khabib ended up you know not not fighting Tony twice when they signed. Right. Uh, there was a contract, but. He wasn't able to make weight both times, um, so I, I think there's a, a huge, a huge story there that the UFC and fight yeah. fans can just really get behind For and sure. be excited to see. Like both both fans, or excuse me, both fans, both fighters failed mm-hmm. uh, in their attempts to fight Tony Ferguson. Yeah. So there's there's that, and yeah. then there's like okay, let's see, the winner possibly gets the winner of Connor versus oh, Ferguson or. Yeah, it sets it up. Guys. It's like it's kind of exciting for that division. Like those, those four to me seem to be like the the four uh, head honchos for that division in mm-hmm. terms and, and names. That's why I was I was speculating earlier like that that division might not have as many killers. You know, it's maybe say like a one seventy or one eighty five or like there's a lot. What is it? What is it? The one eighty five pound division, the yeah, Bisbee one. Monsters, dude. That's the divi- that yeah. to me is the the scariest division in the UFC. Like that is just. I'm not saying the most talented fighters overall, like the most technical ones. Like that to me is probably that one thirty five pound division. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I'd have to really. I'm, I'm making this up as I go here, but. Yeah. In terms of the scariest division in the UFC, I'd probably go 185. Yeah, it's a scary monster. It's Murder's Row, as yeah. I like to call it. But yeah, yeah, man, craziness, man. But anyway, so switching gears, uh, there's some. Uh, so right before we jump into the NFL thing, I do want to talk about a couple of um, uh, issues that are going on going on right now in California. Uh, there's a giant brush fire oh, going yeah, on fires. up yeah dude up in uh, northern California and actually over here in Anaheim as well. Right. From what I've been reading. Um, it's a sad story, listeners. Uh, pretty much all of Napa Valley, uh, wine right. country, uh, for those of you that you know, just don't really know that area all that well, like it's really where uh, California makes most of its profit. Uh, from what I was reading, it's like a $9 billion industry that just got destroyed. Uh, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of acres. I believe like almost 200,000 acres was destroyed. Uh, with this brush fire, they're not entirely sure what started it just yet, but they know Dude. that the 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 low humidity, the dryness, the wind, uh, the, the, the wind, the wind, uh, the wind was, and, uh, was yeah, incredible. That uh, apparently it 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 covered within a two hour period. It covered something like twenty thousand acres. It just like it was insane. Like the speed that this fire is traveling is just they've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Uh, from what I've from from what I've been reading. Um, they've already had uh, 15 confirmed uh, uh, deaths, unfortunately, and there's like 48 plus people that have gone missing. That no more than I'm sorry. There's like 200 people that are missing right now that they they found 48. That's what it was. So there's like 200 200 plus people have gone missing, and uh, since then, uh, 48 people have been you know found. Uh, they're okay. Some some of those are actually some some of those people got hurt, unfortunately, but. 
uh, at least they still have their lives, right? Right. And uh, they're still out looking for the rest. Um, vineyards destroyed, like homes destroyed. I was all reading all of Santa Rosa. Got yeah, yeah, fucking just wiped out, starched. Yeah, man. just fucking so sad. Uh, I was reading this one story um, from the Washington Post where a couple, they're at their home and uh, they pretty much got trapped and they went into their pool and they were in their pool while their house burned down. And what they were doing is that they were kind of like holding their breaths during certain times and every time they would go up to take a breath for air, they had a a wet rag or a towel that would cover their heads they would take a, de- a deep breath of air and go right back underneath uh, uh, underneath the water. Yeah, because of all the ventilation. Because wow. of everything, yeah. Because of, well, not necessarily just that, but just the fire was so bad. And the reason why they had the rag over their heads is because the heat from the fire was so intense that it was actually burning them. And they, they survived, but they were there for, from what I read, a couple hours while their entire home there everything that they work towards just got destroyed oh my god so fucking sad and had to walk, sit I mean? like right yeah. outside and kind of like watch it almost i not mean like, yeah not, it's just it's a sad uh, story man i mean my um I, that's I, just one of them that's just one of them that's just one story right now you yeah. know and then i mean thousands of people have been evacuated uh from what i was reading dude i i saw uh, crazy uh, uh this is a really shitty, not feel good side of this scenario, where it's just kind of one of those stories that kind of make you just go "fuck you, people." Like yeah. I hate people. Uh, this side of it, which is that uh, there was a story going around that certain people on the outskirts of Santa Rosa or the town or certain certain neighborhoods around Santa Rosa that maybe were close to being evacuated but weren't weren't necessarily needing to be evacuated. That people were dressing up and posing as police officers and. Like going to people's homes and saying, "Oh, you need to evacuate the fire," you know, whatever the fires are coming, time to evacuate, time to evacuate, go or whatever. And then when the people left their homes, they were going in and robbing the homes. It was just a stunt during these times to get access to their things and rob them, taking advantage of that scenario. Dude, can I you fucking believe that? I don't even know what to say. To can you that? believe, dude? I've been I holding, don't even know what to say to that. I've been holding on to that all fucking day. I didn't want to tell you about that because I wanted to tell you live on the podcast because this is a story that I, I read. no response to that kind of it's fucking cruelty. Like evil, that dude. Is like what the fuck is wrong with you? Shit. Like I said, I, I had to preface it with like, this is going to make you hate people. Yeah, but, I uh, mean, man. Like fu- if you terrible. If you did that, dude, you're such a shithead. Like you're going to get the worst things coming your way in karma. Oh fuck yeah, and they deserve every bit. Oh of it. dude, and I hope and when they when that shitty thing happens to you and then you realize, oh, I deserve this. Yeah. Like that's why. Remember this moment. Yeah. Long winded spiel. <laughs> oh man, it just that's it, it grinded my terrible. gears, man. That's just, terrible. It's terrible. That's terrible. There's no other way no other way around it. That's some cruel individual out there that decided to take something as tragic as Hundreds of people losing their homes and possibly their lives just to yo. I'm gonna try to steal their shit. I'm gonna try to steal some yeah. other some it's other unsuspecting people's shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. gonna, gonna what was their house burned down? You know, like, it's gonna get destroyed anyways. I might as well make a profit off of it. Who the fuck are you? I'm gonna use this fear. Yeah. And and try to convince somebody that I'm helping them. Fucking fear mongering. In man. order to steal from them. That's fucking super sad. Oh well. Yeah. Hey, that it's like you said, karma. Uh, yeah. Karma yeah, will definitely man. get back to them. It's something I do believe in. 
Fuck, dude. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry to. I was almost debating not. So I know it's so sad. It's so man. sorry. Sad. My bad, listeners. Listeners, I'm bummed out. I know, dude. Um, that's a that's a gut shot right yeah, there. Yeah, that is a gut shot, man. And then you have other shit that I mean, you brought this up to me yesterday, man. Uh, the whole uh, North Korea shit. In Japan. Oh, dude. Uh, that was something that was brought yeah. to my attention. Uh, listeners, for those of you that don't know, apparently, um, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you know about this already. North Korea was out firing some test missiles. Per use. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I guess a few of those flew a little too close to Japan, one of which ended up striking a boat from Japan. And uh, the powers that be and the uh, the armed forces over in Japan pretty much is- issued out a warning to North Korea saying, if you fire one more missile in our direction, um, we're going to... They're going to er- erase you from the map. There you go. They're going <laughs> to pretty much blow them to smithereens is yeah. what they're saying. And the, the reporter comes on and goes... Uh, so uh, so what do you what, when you say blow them up like how many how many lives do you think will be affected uh, by by that scenario you know what I mean and the general goes I don't think you heard me ma'am I said we were going to erase them from the map as in there will be no more North Korea as in that part of the world will no longer be habitable which to me says nukes and or fucking some whatever crazy shit they got nowadays it's probably more powerful than nukes so uh yeah shit shit to me seemed like it was getting ready to hit the fucking fan in that department and uh like i was telling d uh fucking uh if that does happen then all of the you know not to get too political but yeah it's it's a it's a short path to world war three with all the allies getting involved in China and Russia. And you know if Japan goes to war against North Korea, we're all going to have to won't, join it, in or do something. And, like, it's going to it's gonna spill out. It like, doesn't sound like Japan's going to go to war with North Korea. It sounds like Japan's going to erase North Korea. Yeah. They're going to call in a favor. <laughs> I don't... Dude, hey, yo, man. We I think Japan, one of your nukes, bro. Japan's got nukes, I'm pretty sure. Really? I thought after the, the, uh, the, the uh, World War II... They were uh, part of the whole agreement. Uh, it could have been like the Geneva Convention that uh, that they weren't allowed to have like a standing military or something like that. Uh, like, um, that's a, good, that's a really good question, actually. Yeah, let's look this up. Anyways, in the meantime, I'm going to Mike Goldberg this shit. I'm going to do some color commentator. I'm going to thank <laughs> some sponsors. <laughs> the, the Google just said... I'm going to Mike Goldberg this shit. <laughs> That's what it just searched for. Because <laughs> I hit, I hit the so mic funny. instead of the search bar. Right. That was great. I'm going to thank a uh, uh, proud uh, not sponsor to this podcast. It's keeping me awake. Folgers Coffee. Folgers. Folgers. If it isn't Folgers, then it isn't coffee. <laughs> the best part of waking up is definitely Folgers in your cup. Another proud sponsor is Rip Rolls. <laughs> Keeping my sweet tooth more than satisfied with a sour taste and a sweet finish. There's nothing better than a Rip Roll in your mouth. Another proud sponsor. <laughs> Listeners, if you would like to insert your advertising here, please contact us at longwaydishfield.com. <laughs> oh, man. Very affordable. Very, very affordable. affordable sponsorship, very affordable. folks. Very affordable. We also accept a bartering system, so mm-hmm. if you want to trade us for a uh, sponsor drop, let us know. Absolutely. Give you some airtime. Anything come up? Uh, the Japanese program developed nuclear weapons was conducted in World War II. Uh, like the German nuclear weapons program, suffered from an array of problems and was ultimately unable to progress beyond the laboratory stage. For the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki... 
and the Japanese surrender in 1945. Uh, today, Japan's nuclear energy infrastructure makes it capable of constructing nuclear weapons at will. Oh, wow. The demilitarization of Japan and the protection of the United States nuclear umbrella have led to a strong policy of non-weaponization of nuclear technology, but in the face of nuclear weapons testing by North Korea, some politicians and former military officials in Japan are calling for a reversal of this policy. Hmm. Okay. Nice. So basically, Japan can make nukes uh, if they so choose, but Basically, they're told not to, and so they're listening at this point, but they're also saying, fuck that. If North Korea is doing this shit towards us, we should be able to weaponize this and use it. That's gotcha. basically what I'm getting from that. Gotcha. So I was looking up, uh, according to uh, this, uh, the BBC.com. Wait, the BBC? Yeah, BBC.com. Uh, under the post-war constitution, Japan is not allowed to have a offensive military forces. Its Article 9 declares the Japanese people, however, renounce war as a sovereign right of the nation and the threat or use of force as means of settling international disputes. So they can't use their military to settle a dispute, but they do have a standing army in the form of its self-defense forces. So they can have an offensive military, but they can definitely have a defensive military. So yeah, well, I feel like their proximity is their defense, but exactly. And so, like, uh, how do they? How do they? Okay, so how are they going to justify us or them? Excuse me. How is Japan going to justify their use of a nuclear warhead to? Starch North Korea well, off the entire. Map. I mean, these are just rules. These are just yeah. things written down. So it's That's like, a good point. you know what I mean? You're not allowed to pass the ball. You're only allowed yeah. to play defense against our offense. Like, right. okay, that only works as long as like you're I say allowed, it's cool. Exactly. You're only allowed to do that until you're just like, you know what? Fuck, Fuck that. that. I feel like passing the ball. I'm gonna pass the ball. I'm gonna pass the ball. I mean, what's gonna happen after they start this country off the fucking map? How come all these other countries We're gonna are write allowed? Another really angry letter. Another yeah. rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they keep attacking us. We're allowed to defend ourselves, but we're yeah. not allowed to attack back. Fuck you. Right. Like, like, okay, from now on, <laughs> you're not allowed to have a military unless we say you can use them. Like, seriously, you're allowed to be a punching bag. Yeah, you're allowed. That's, that's terrible. But seriously, don't punch back. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. No, 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 no. Uh, that doesn't make a lick of sense. Like, I get signing that in the, uh -huh. in the face of a surrender. But uh, yeah, but I mean, we're, that's just not gonna. I mean, if if I were in charge, uh, if, if I if I was like in charge of the uh, uh, the Japan's uh, armed defense forces, I would yeah, definitely probably have a similar response if this country was shooting missiles at my fuck fucking, yeah, it's at a, my country, and somebody gets hit. Dude. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Well, and the thing is, is it's like, all right, so Japan's not allowed to use their armed forces to settle a dispute. Yeah. But what happens when a dispute gets so real that armed forces gets involved? Like that's the thing. It's like it, it's it doesn't it doesn't make any sense because the people that are going to enforce that scenario would be armed forces. So it just you know it just mm -hmm. doesn't. It's such a like a paper agreement. It's just not. Yeah. There's nothing backing it. There's no there's no leverage to it. There's no there's nothing because at that point. What what if what's going to stop the Japan from doing that? You're going to go to war with them. Mm -hmm. Well, they're already using their military. You're already at war, so that 
the consequence is already mm-hmm. inevitably happening. So there's nothing... It just doesn't make any sense to me. It, yeah. There's just no... They're putting... It doesn't make sense. It's silly. It is definitely silly. And uh, hopefully this gets resolved without either party being... <laughs> yeah. Starching the other uh, Dude, off, yeah. the hopefully, face, uh, off the face of the earth. Exactly, man. But um, and hopefully but, uh, nobody goes to war. But I mean, that's it's just the thing, man. Because if they go to war, you know, the U.S. is definitely going to oh, join yeah. in. Oh yeah. The U.S. is definitely going to, you know, send some troops or do some do something. They're going to have to, dude, to defend Japan. Yeah, defend I, the, Japan the whole world nation. Too. I, mean, I mean, like it's... they're all going to get involved somehow. And oh yeah. The thing about North Korea, from what involved. I was, re- <sighs> the thing about North Korea, man, is that the, they seem like that one country that their back is against the wall and uh uh Kun Young Un or whatever Kim the kid, Kim Jong Il uh, I think it's Un Kim Jong Kim Jong Un yeah Kim, Kim Jong Il was the, the father this. Kim Jong Un is the is a son yeah and he seems like the kind of person that not only was he born I mean obviously he was born with you know anything he wanted was just right mm. there so he just kind of seems like that kind of guy that he doesn't have that filter. He doesn't have that that side of consciousness when oh, he no. thinks to himself, "Okay, they're pushing. I'm just gonna go all out. I'm gonna go straight for the throat. I'm gonna drop all these fucking nukes on all these right. different countries." As opposed to, you know what? Let me see if I can talk my way out of this. Let me he's, see if I can figure this out. Yeah. He just kind of seems like he's got this brand new he's, gun and he's in love with it and he just wants to test it out whenever he can. And he's almost picking a fight. At this point, he's almost picking a fight. Well, yeah, and I think that he's just somebody that wants to do whatever he wants yeah. to do whenever. Somebody and, like and that with that much power scares me. Nobody's ever told this person that they, he can't do something. Like, everything's mm-hmm. been catered to making that this That kind of person, person scares me, dude. Oh, oh absolutely. It scares Because there's no, like you said, there's no consciousness. There's no humanity at that point. You've been fed this line that you're a god your entire life. And you have people worshiping you. And they're, they're not allowed to do anything else but worship you, really. I mean, for lack of a better word. Uh, so it's it's just like, uh, yeah, to tell to try to tell that person that they can't do something in the grand Good scheme luck. of the world is exactly like this person in their in their land they get to do whatever the, the fuck, fuck they want, I want dude. whatever. I so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and and what's the threat? Oh, you're gonna erase all these people that worship yeah. these in his mind. I'm sure are peasants. They're like ants to him. And when you have that kind of ego, it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, man, I, I can. I, I that's the part of this story that like gets to me again. That like strikes my like sense of empathy is like mm-hmm. all these millions of North Koreans. Like, say the worst the worst case scenario happens and North Korea gets erased from the world. Like, most Americans would would be like, okay, well, fucking, we don't have to worry about that dictator anymore and this and that. But it's like, dude, how many fucking how many people had to die? Like, how many innocents like these these North Koreans that have no say in the matter? That are just oh. working nine. To, yeah, pretty oh. much ninety nine point nine 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 percent of, of these people are collateral damage in this scenario, and it's just like, why? I said it the other day. Why can't we fucking send some drones into this motherfucker yeah. and take this one person out who's this big problem? Sorry if uh, whatever. I don't know. If this is too too hypothetical about saying you should kill somebody, but uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I just kind of backtracking off of that, dude. I, I think there's a little bit more to it. Um, I, I'm a, I believe that even if you take this gentleman out, um, nice, this gentleman, be, yeah, very try, way to way to bring try, it back. Trying, 
if you kill this man... <laughs> yes, yeah, right. He, uh, We're talking murder here. Yeah, right. <laughs> if we murder this gentleman, this high-standing gentleman, right? not um, if we kill this motherfucker... If we kill this motherfucker, I think that there will be another person that will take his place easily. Because I just... I, I think the... Especially when that kind of corruption and that kind of power and just like that is so appealing to people, you know, like that kind of power. And he doesn't seem like somebody that's willing just to let that go. So it seems like we would have to get to that kind of extreme. We have to force this guy out of power. But any one of the people that are around him that are also, you know, the second in command, third in command, fourth in command, they're going to see that, that empty, that empty seat at the throne and then envy that and really fucking want that. And then they'll probably be just as bad if not worse, if they were to take over that spot. If I if I know America, we'll we'll put somebody in power over there that we formulated to do our bidding. And <laughs> yeah, everything right. will go well for about eight to twelve years, yeah. until it doesn't, and then, yeah. he'll, <laughs> and then he'll become our enemy. There and that just seems to be the pattern. That does seem to be the pattern. So either way, it's well, craziness. Man. And we'll be craziness. talking about hopefully, it for <laughs> hopefully no country gets taken out and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it just it ends with a very let's have a conversation about this <laughs> as opposed to all right we're going to war. Speaking know. of having conversations and 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 country, mm-hmm. uh, I think now might be a good time to transition to into the NFL. Hey. All right, everybody, that's so, a hundred dollar transition right there, oh, folks. Yeah, right there, dude. But first, we have to give a <laughs> shout out to a couple of sponsors. I'm oh, <laughs> totally joking, totally joking. Ice cubes. Yeah, right. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, so going on, uh, yes, the NFL man. There's a lot this, of shit going on right this now. Show Donald is, Trump. Uh, I mean, dude, the NFL is getting a lot of mainstream media right now, and I think, I mean, what, what's that old saying? Uh, there's no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Right. Is that right? right. Right. Yeah. Um, which is which is true, I believe. I mean, people that don't really follow the NFL, uh, like myself, um, it's everywhere. And I'm definitely into what Donald Trump is saying because sure. this motherfucker says some stupid shit sometimes. And you can't write that kind of stuff. Like You just kind of have to read you, it and sit back and say, he called them sons of bitches. Called, like, the president <laughs> of the United States calls these like, guys. These sons of bitches. He sounds like that old grandpa that on grew the, up a, on yeah, the porch on the porch yeah with his cop you pipe and his rocking kids. chair and his old <laughs> mindset and his fucking stuck in his old Overalls, stubborn for sure. ways and he's just sitting there judging the fuck out of everybody <laughs> <laughs> and he's like these sons of bitches don't want to stand during a national I mean what the fuck is a big deal anyways you know what I mean like why why we yeah like freedom of speech is one well, thing well the right? the reason that why it's a big deal it wouldn't it wasn't a big deal until it started to really affect ratings yes and so once it, it started to alienate the the uh, NFL audience I heard they lost like 18% of their viewers something or like something that something like 12% of, when the grand scheme of things like that doesn't seem like very much listeners oh, it's huge. but uh, yeah if you put to them to them yeah. exactly i mean to them 12% or 18%, I forget what it was as far as viewers lost. Um, that's We're talking about two, three hundred fucking thousand people that aren't watching it anymore, at least. I mean, oh, at least, everybody yeah. watches the NFL. Yeah. Like, we're talking about, I mean, mainly the U.S. Like, we're, right. We, you know, it's not, we've not talked a, about it's it. It's like an uh, uh, intercontinental kind of a sport that fucking all these other countries really love. I mean, I think Europe is a fan of the NFL, Europe, right? they, they have uh, games in London, and uh, they also have games in Mexico. There you go. Uh, and, so like, where, you know, but, can- and they have a Canadian football league, so mm-hmm. there would be another continent, and they're, 
it's starting to expand uh, in different different countries, but I mean, it's nowhere the international sport that soccer is, or so, any, yeah. any of these. Other I, I believe sports. the most watched sporting event in the history of the world is the Olympics. I think, the Olympics. I think that's when it's that's, like, yeah, that's every country in the world watching that shit. Yeah, so, like that's the that's that's the most watched sporting event um, ever. But the NFL is it is in the top five. Oh. I mean, we're talking about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the top five. I'd yeah. say. I mean, am I wrong? Do Dude, that's like that that's up? like people's people's Christmas half the time, and yeah. you know what I mean. It's uh it's definitely very very highly viewed. I'd, I'd say uh, it's definitely the NFL is the most watched American sport for sure, easy hands down. Uh, but it's taking a hit due to this whole you know flag thing, and it's because it's such a polarizing topic uh, that it's it's alienating the audience a little bit and. God, I mean, I personally wish that we could just not... The thing is, if we made it less of a big deal, like, I, I get that it's a, what they're kneeling for is the big deal, but the fact that they're kneeling during the national anthem, I don't think that in itself is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, let them let them bring attention to an important subject. Oh, why, for sure. Why man. not? For sure. Just, you know uh, just I mean? going back really quick before I lose this, uh, last year's Super Bowl on CBS drew 11 million viewers. Making it the third most watched broadcast in U.S. in in the U.S. TV history, but the most watched Super Bowl was in 2015, with an average of 114 million viewers. Wow, that's a lot of fucking people, dude. So on average, the the, the Super Bowl gets more than a hundred million views. Wow, that's a lot. That's fucking a lot of people. <laughs> Dude, it's like that's a lot. Shit, dude. But then now that I'm starting to think, I know then that's just like a one-time thing and everything. But mm-hmm. then I start thinking about this YouTube stuff and how many like people are getting billions of views yeah. on songs and stuff. It's fucking nuts. That is pretty nuts, man. And it happens in like a short window. Not that's to com- completely segue, but yeah. No, no, you're 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 good, man. You're good. But uh, so going back to the, the whole football thing. Um, so it all started like from what? Okay, these are some of the questions I wanted to ask you because I feel like you're more in tune with this uh, with this with this fucking shit than well, I am yeah, NFL, NFL you know, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, it all started with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee mm-hmm. back when he was playing for the 49ers in response to the recent police shootings that were happening at that time right well that is what most of America believes that's not what it is no that is not actually in my opinion what happened what happened okay so, and I, I think I've said this on this podcast before. Yeah. Uh, but, so, the little backstory, which is my biggest problem with this whole Colin, this kneeling situation, is that the person who is, is the, the ambassador of this, or the, the face of this, is Colin fucking Kaepernick. Okay. Who is also uh, not affiliated with any team right now, right? Like no. He's, he's, he's since then, which I think is also part to do with this whole thing. Uh, well, for one, he was horrible on third down. Not that great of a football player in terms of being a passer. Uh, really good with his legs. Won some games, but overall was really a poor decision maker. And um, yeah, he's he's he belongs on an NFL roster by all means. There's, he's definitely better than some of the quarterbacks in the league that have jobs. But is he a viable starter in the NFL? Uh, in my opinion, absolutely not. Um, yeah, like you're not going to consistently win with him. You're going to win despite him. Mm. Uh, and you just, over time, yeah, over time, you, that, that was going to be the scenario. Uh, okay. He just makes really shitty decisions on third down. That's his biggest problem. Anyways, so 
what happened with this uh, this year was, or the the year that this happened last year, uh, towards the beginning of the year. This was all started in preseason. Okay. Uh, so around during the the beginning of this preseason, uh, Colin Kaepernick was in a quarterback competition for the starting job. I want to say with Blaine Gabbert, or I forget who. Doesn't matter who. Uh, he was in a quarterback competition by week. Three, he had lost the job at this point, and Chip Kelly decided to go with, I think it was Chip Kelly, whatever, coaches is irrelevant. The the coaches decided to go with the other guy. Colin Kaepernick got benched. Uh, the very first, the, the week that uh, he gets benched, he's sitting on the sidelines during the national anthem, sulking like a fucking child, like a, like a, oh, like a okay. non-teammate, like yeah. just this fucking brat that got told... You're not the starter, and he was like, okay, fuck this. I'm not part of this team. I'm not going to join my teammates. I'm going to sit over here and just fucking and just sulk. I see. We've all seen so that. So it really wasn't. So you think he used the whole police shooting and the I, police brutality that was relevant at that time, which it still is. It's it still, still is. Yeah, it's still it's been going relevant. on for. Yeah, forever. That has um, that that was going on before him and, and yeah. had been going on. But you think he backpacked off of that to justify? Oh, he absolutely pivoted his actions. To, he absolutely pivoted because what he was trying to do in that scenario, because the re, what I saw was the reality of a player who was butt hurt, sitting on the bench. Then uh, the next week, he's kneeling and has this whole thing prepared, which, in my opinion, was publicist fucking drawn up. Uh, and pivoted and, and used this an, an actual an actual real issue in our society and used that to, to mask his uh, poor sportsmanship on the sideline because he was trying to get a job because if he was just being a poor sport on the sideline he's not getting a job but if he was if he then tries to say no I'm I'm using this as a political stance to uh, you know what I mean to to, to bring you know uh, a limelight to this injustice. Well, then you would have prefaced it with that. You would. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been after the fact. Just like an afterthought. It was an afterthought. And like, was, hey, why, why were you fucking why? benched on the uh, sidelines, all soaking and sad and upset? I wasn't. Because so, I wasn't that. I was actually sh- trying to bring people were getting to this shot thing. with the police. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's such a look over. It's yeah. it's a it's a magic trick, dude. And huh. and so say. And here's my other thing. Okay. Well, I stay woke. <laughs> here's, exactly, dude. Now, now I'm, I'm. Now one can argue. Okay, well, it doesn't matter what caused him to do it. It brought, it brought a, a much needed attention to this conversation. Yeah, that's fair. And that, that's and the part that's, talking and, about it. And it's very fair. And I'm, I'm happy with the result. Mm-hmm. But letting this person feel like he's a hero, calling this person a hero for for what I see and read to be a lie in terms of his actual fundamental uh, reasoning for for saying that. Uh, I, I think that that he was just trying to cover up his his sulkiness because exactly the, the point. Is, and here's the other thing: say say his his thoughts are genuine about this thing, and that's that was what he was doing when he was sitting on the sideline, mm-hmm. not taking a knee, but just over there sulking. Say your plan was to bring attention. Why do you wait till the week that you are now the second string quarterback officially for the very first time in since since you were named the starter? You finally get benched. And the week that you get benched is the time that you're going to decide to become a political activist. Mm. Why not do it when, when you platform. when you have when you were a starting quarterback Lime, in the limelight. Super Bowl yeah. and you had the limelight? Why? Mm. You answer me that question. Why now? Why when you get benched? And then then I'll I'll shut up about it. But and 
from what I see as a guy that, that picked the time that when he got benched and he was realized that, okay, this football thing might not be, and my, my publicist and my agent decided that this would be the direction that we should go. And that's the part that irks me. If, if I wish Cam Newton, uh, uh, an all-star, uh, just in the Super Bowl, fucking, uh, I mean, granted, he's contra fuck. He's controversial right now because of his, his uh, quote towards women, which I don't know if you've heard about that, but we can, we can dive in yeah, to that well, too. Well, I mean, let's not, let's not, let's not yeah. go too far, but yeah. I'm just saying I, I used to, that used to be my guy. That used to be my guy that I wanted to be the ambassador of this argument because he was still a, vi- there was no other, you couldn't question his motives. Cam Newton. Cam Newton's motives in that what, sense. What did he say about women? Recently, he uh, was being interviewed in a post-game oh. conference and uh, yeah, super. Not, well, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's doing that too. Uh, sorry, ladies. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he's over putting girls on blast. Like I blasted oh, all on of blast. those girls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so what happened was, is the the woman uh, asked him. So Cam, uh, what did you think about the the, the physical routes that your uh, that your receivers were running and this and that? Like she asked this question about routes. And the way that she, she I'll, I'll be honest, the way that she framed the question, it was kind of, no, it's not sexual at all. It okay. was just, it just didn't, the question wasn't formulated very like you've played the game before. Like, it just didn't make sense the for, way that she was asking. For the listeners out there that don't really understand um, what you're saying as far a route? as like. No, not necessarily a route, but like put it in layman's terms. Like how silly of a question would it be if it'd be equivalent to somebody asking you, Yada yada yada, like you know that way they can kind of get a perspective on what how silly that might have sounded to Cam Newton, somebody that's a professional with the sport. Uh, it's it's really hard to kind of come up with that. Like I, I would just come up with another sports reference. Most like most okay. likely, it was like, uh, do you think that you're like being a baseball player? Like, okay. do you think that like, and they ask the question to the pitcher, they would be like, do you think that like your catcher's like physical mitt, like his aggressive mitt play? Uh, correlated to you getting more strikes called, you know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. It, it, it just like kind of just sounds a little off. Yeah, like, just something okay. where it's just like what? Okay. Uh, or or it's just like I don't I don't really know. It's I, it's, I, it's I, hard I understand. to. I understand a little bit now. It was the... just like the adjective that she used to describe the route. It was like the physical route, like running, having them run physical routes. It's like they don't people don't run physical routes. They just run routes like fast. Mm-hmm. They run fast routes. They run crisp routes, mm-hmm. but like physical routes, not so much. Oh, okay. Like a physical, I don't even know what to, like there's physical catches, you know what I mean? There's physical play, mm-hmm. you know, uh, their physical play would be a, a way to describe it, but physical routes doesn't make a lick of sense. Okay. And so Cam, shout out to JD, uh, Cam heard this question about physical routes, and then he just kind of started giggling. But he fucking made the uh, made the mistake of saying like, "Oh man, I'm sorry. It's just it's just kind of funny hearing a lady talk about routes, <laughs> or a woman talking about routes." So basically, he alluded to the fact that women shouldn't can't don't know what they're talking about or can't oh, ask questions or whatever. No. So he was just saying like he just him laughing at her question was like he disrespected at laughing. He shouldn't he sh- exactly. So now it's like this uproar towards female reporting and this equality of workplace and this and that and like his, Cam's respect towards women yeah. and he's like, oh I respect women. Trust me, I respect oh. them at least twice a day. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> blasting chicks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Cam Newton. Oh shit! So so he. Devil. This just happened like two you weeks devil ago. Devil dog, so. you. 
Uh, oh, man. He, he's been in the hot seat. He's not exactly the face of, uh, of non-controversy right now. So oh, shit. I'm going to have to find a different pick. Dak what Prescott. About, there we go. Russell Wilson. Any uh, of these guys. Fuck it. What about like a Tom Brady? You think he's somebody that can step can he, up? Can, I mean, can he really fight for, for um, you know, equality in terms of shootings? Like, I think he could. I think he could. And I, I, think and I wish could. I would. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many people that would just call him privileged. And just tell him, shut up, you don't know Tom, you're mm-hmm. just privileged. And there's that, like, even when somebody would be trying to help, there's that sense of, you don't know, you haven't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, not that it's not warranted, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's just... And, but like that, I just feel like that's like one of those blanket statements where it's like, you don't have a good enough reason to say, to say to me, to disprove what I'm saying as far as like my argument to where you actually have to attack me personally and assume right. that I grew up in this in I'm a sure privileged society. I'm sure, I'm sure he kind of Well, did. Brady might have. Yeah. But, but I mean, still, you never know. You, I, never I, know. I, you know, his platform is his namesake. People are going to listen. See. It'd be now, cool to see that. On a side note to this, uh, speaking of that, I had this thought the other day uh, because this whole white privilege thing really does irk me, mm-hmm. uh, being a white person. Uh, I just wish that people would just say privileged uh, because that's the, that's the reality of it. There's privileged people throughout the entire world Every single race, every single color, there's privilege, and uh, and it, and it's not it's not race exclusive. And to think that it is race exclusive is is just a, an ignorant way to think about it. Yeah, so I can see that. Um, I'm not saying that if you're not white that you don't have advantages or anything, but not all white people have the same advantages. And it's just to blanket statement that there's white privilege. I think that that's uh, that's silly. There is mm-hmm. privilege in this world, but it's not again, it's not race exclusive. Yeah. Well, shit, dude. I mean, that's it's definitely. I mean, everyone everyone has their own opinion on the whole matter, and the I, fact that uh, the fact that uh, this whole kneeling thing is becoming such an issue to where Donald Trump is getting upset and he calls them sons of bitches, and he dude, said maybe shit. maybe we should um, uh, uh, not offer as many tax breaks to these fucking multi billion dollar companies that own the NFL and have stock in it, to where you're attacking their wallets, and now all of a sudden. They're, they're like, you know what? We're going to have to make a fucking plan, a rule that if we're paying you, you got to stand for the fucking the, 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 the national anthem. Why not remove it? Just don't even fucking sing man. the song. Like, the the I, UFC I mean, doesn't, doesn't do the song. No, they've done man. it. They, they, they've they, done they've two only done anthems. it t- twice. And yeah. then the first one being the September 11th. Right. And then the second one being the Just Las this, Vegas this shooting, which one. is the last Sunday, which is something that we haven't talked about either. But, but they did um, a different song, right? They uh, Yeah, so... It was actually the lead singer for the band Everlast. He's right. saying uh, uh, that the song, "Amazing Grace" or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? "Amazing Grace" because the Star Spangled Banner, the, uh, the, the rocket's red glare. He said that that was just a little bit. It hit too close to home in the sense of uh, fully automatic, uh, fully assault, uh, fully automatic sure. assault rifle firing under and, a crowd. And like, he also said too. with the whole kneeling controversy mm-hmm. uh, that that that, too, that, that it's a uh, that right now the national anthem. Is uh, it's a it's a it's not a uniting thing right now. It's mm-hmm. a dividing, polarizing song, and he said that's not what we need right now in this in the wake of this Vegas thing. I agree. That's why I'm like, just take it out. And just that's fucking that's take the, it out. That's like, the, the the thing. The the part about this whole thing, this controversy that I hate, is that it's making the national. Like, I get that it's to bring attention to something that is divide, like something that needs to be addressed. But dividing when when now you've you've created our national anthem of our country and it made it a polarizing topic that's what i have an issue with uh, as an american like i i'm just saying like it shouldn't be we, we shouldn't have to change what songs we sing in the beginning of a game because mm-hmm. it's now become controversial like that's mm-hmm. our that's who we are as a country it's not like if the flag becomes 
what they now use. You know what I mean? So should we stop waving our flag because now it's a it's a controversial thing? Like, mm-hmm. I, it's almost like a form of of responding to terrorism. Like, not to be that dramatic about it, yeah. but it's like I, I, I see you shouldn't get you shouldn't. I know it's that's a stretch. I definitely I see what it's you're a, getting. At. You shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Th- it's almost sad to the point where we've let uh, controversy or the fear of controversy mm-hmm. uh, dictate how we honor our flag yeah, and that's uh that's the part that's almost saddening but it's maybe this is what needs to happen you know in order to bring true awareness and and to actually create some change we'll see but i just you know time, time will tell because like what we're like right almost in the middle of the uh, nfl season donald yes. trump just decided to do this whole thing you're not going to see any changes until next season in the sense of the, like, them implementing imp- that, and, that any rule. rule well yeah they're going to vote on it this coming up week are they really they're going to the, the meters the soonest they'll actually implement that rule though. that's a good that's, question That'll, i can't imagine it being anytime soon i don't think that they can pull the e-brake on this yeah i don't, I don't, I don't I think, think it's caught that. so much wind and even if they do they make a rule book Rules are meant to be bro- are meant to be broken. Well, so is, like though, people are they, probably still gonna fucking meet. If they're gonna kneel though, then they're gonna there's gonna be consequences. Power by numbers though, man. If you get an entire lineup, Falco's replacements. <laughs> Falco. <laughs> we just we were dude. just talking about the movie replacements earlier today. So yes. it's so funny that that yes. kind of came full circle. Dude, I fucking I hope I hope that these motherfuckers <laughs> kneel, dude. I'm getting my fucking Hell I'm yeah, stretching right now. There you go, man. Go work out, bro. Oh, dude. Ready. I NFL hope. season 2018. Please, NFL, please, dude. I will. I'll salute I'm the flag. You though, man. Like I, I, re- I remember when um, this whole kneeling thing was just kind of becoming like a mainstream issue, and you, you, you would see most of the starters taking that knee. Like a right. lot of the starters were the ones that were doing it, and you saw the third string guys like standing, standing up. Exactly, because like <laughs> I made the. I remember, I remember making the joke saying. These motherfuckers, the third strings definitely aren't going to take a knee because no. they don't have a guaranteed spot right no, now. No, they're like, on the fringe. They're, they're like, I hope this motherfucker gets removed yeah. so I can get my fucking, oh, my, <laughs> my namesake That's in there. That's so sad, but true, yeah. It's 100% true. It's, yeah. 100%. That's so dude. funny. Because, like, it was only the starters that were doing it. Yeah. The guys are like, what, are you going to fuck me? What, you going to fire me, bro? You going to fire me? I got four year guaranteed money. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're the third string guy that was like, "I'll fucking stand, I'll sing, I'll juggle, I'll fuck yeah, right." You want me to sing? I'll do it, man. I'll fuck, fuck yeah. Man. I don't care, dude. I'll organize dance. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, let me know. I need a spot in the team. I fucking, dude. you know, I got bills to pay. I will. I'll be the flag bearer. <laughs> fucking seriously, man. Seriously. So I don't, we'll see. We'll see how uh, this unfolds, man. I'm really, really intrigued. I'm curious. And it's just, it's crazy how we've gotten to this point where. Mr. President Trump decided to fucking, you know, say what he did and then possibly threaten to hurt their pockets a little bit to where these, Dude, you know, they, the bosses are going to be like, they okay. Lit, well, they lit the fire under their ass because now, sure now they're getting together to vote on it. They're yeah. like, all right, that's it. Well, <laughs> so, you guys had your fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're woke. Yeah. You know right? what I mean? We Hashtag. get it. You know, yeah. but uh, we're we're hip and everything. But yeah. uh, once you start threatening our bottom dollar, you know that's when that's we when... gotta step in and say, "Cut this shit out." And as a business, I get it. Yeah, so do I. So as do a I. business, I mean, I that's... gotta ask you though, what's your what's your personal opinion on the whole thing? Do you, do you think they should be allowed to take a knee? Yes, if, I think if they should they be allowed to take a knee if they want. I think that the media has fueled the fire to make it the controversy that it is, and why not? Uh, the the fuel the, the the question shouldn't be. Should they be allowed to, to kneel or shouldn't they be? It's why are they kneeling and how can we fix it? That's and, a solid point. You know, I should, 
I was going to say damn near the same thing. But, the, but that's what yeah. that's, but that's like, what the media what the spun it. Like, but that's the question that the media will yeah. ask: is is mm. should they be allowed to knee? What's your take on them kneeing? Are they disrespecting the flag? And yeah. they make it a polarizing issue as opposed to like. I don't what think they're the disrespecting era- the flag at all. Disrespecting no. the flag in the country would be saying. I fucking I'm gonna piss on the flag. I'm gonna burn it. Yeah. I fucking hate this country. Or turning around or something yeah, like they're something. still facing it. They're just taking yeah, a knee and like when, that was yeah. That that's a statement. They're but just people, taking a statement. They're like they're making a statement. I'm sorry. They're just like listen. There's some shit going on. Yeah. We need to fucking change. This is how I'm letting you know that I disagree with what's going on right into today's society. Right. I I don't. I never once saw that, and I never thought to myself watching. Uh, Colin Kaepernick take right. a knee. Uh, his, he was. We just talked about him. There was never a moment when I when I saw that live and I thought to myself, "That son of a bitch is turning <laughs> back on America. Fuck him." Yeah, I never thought fuck that. What he believes, it. like I never that never crossed my mind. No, it was always, "Oh, I wonder what the fuck issue he's got going on." Like let's let's figure this out. But, you know. But then you get the media outlets that are that are make the narrative something that we can yeah. argue about. Yeah. And that's the part that drives me crazy, as it's, opposed to dealing with the issue, which is an issue. It is. And why? Why can't? And the thing is, is we spent. This whole podcast uh, talking about you know the the controversy that is created as opposed to like what they're actually fighting for and like that's the thing that does isn't that won't get talked. We all have like we've all heard the the stories and the coverage of of the controversy and and the debates on if it's disrespectful and this and that. But where's the coverage on on the actual problem that they're kneeling mm-hmm. for? And that's that's the part that like that irks me is is uh, that's why I don't think anything will change from it is because the narrative is controlled. Mm-hmm. So I mean I, I wish it would, and there hopefully there will be you know hopefully with enough of this controversy that uh, that 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 something will change. I'm um, sure. Well, it has to. I hope so. And there are there are certain um, police forces too that I I know have completely retrained um, their staff and have had a zero casualty rate. Uh, in the wake, not necessarily in the wake of this, but in contempt, you know, just in the wake of realization that mm-hmm. there is issues. Um, so certain certain counties and certain departments are making changes, and mm-hmm. if that could be implemented across the nation, well, obviously we'll all be better for it. So, oh, for sure. I just wish there. I wish we could get to that point fast. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you you, you kind of have to let everybody move at their own pace because you're going to have those people that are reluctant at first, not because of their reasoning being justified. But just because not everyone is is um, as in tuned in accepting change sure. as other people are, sure. you know, like a lot of people view change as like a difficult task that seems almost un- unobtainable. Like, oh fuck, yeah. I don't know if I can ever do that. that or, or we've gone so far, I have to retrain everybody on how to do this and how to do that, and it just seems like this giant obstacle. But in the right. grand scheme of things, like it's really not that bad. Dude, like, and if it saves one life, it, exactly. Then if it, it was saves worth it. one, even if, then it was worth it. Exactly, for sure. man. For and sure. like that's the part of it that like it, that drives me crazy. Is like one life is all it would take to make that training worth mm-hmm. it. If you have a thousand deaths and the next year you have nine hundred ninety nine, success. Yeah. Not excuse me. Work in progress. Yeah. Getting better. Well, we're taking Shit. a small step in the right direction. Yeah, that was poorly worded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure everybody understood. Exactly yeah, you get what, what I'm trying. You get what I'm yeah. trying to get at. It's yeah. like one life. To me, even though that's not like in the grand scheme, like the percentage wise, but it's still you say that's a life saved. Yeah, for sure. So for sure, I guarantee their family is appreciative. Yeah, so, and it's oh, worth it. Fuck yeah, man, I would be. So, but yeah, so uh, that's about all the time we have today, listeners. Um, I got to get going. There's got to beat some people up. Yeah, I got to go beat some people up today, everybody. Um, 
so uh, thanks again for uh, for listening. Uh, next week, uh, I'm trying to get a guest on here, man, but it's just not really working out right now. So uh, just schedule uh, conflicts. I have this new job, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm kind of like trying to balance my personal time. Hangar 24. Uh, Hangar 24. Uh, sales rep. Woo. Um, yeah, so I, I'm definitely trying to figure out my schedule and how that's going to you know work with the job that I have at the Moose Stand along with podcasting. So it's been it's been it's been a weird uh, couple weeks. I've been juggling a lot of stuff. I'm I'm a man spinning plates, and I'm Fuck, yeah. here dropping all these plates. It's like <laughs> getting getting a little crazy, but um, I will definitely um, I'll figure this out. But Fuck, yeah. aside from that, uh, yeah, Good. have a wonderful day, everybody. Fuck yeah, go Niners.